WWE Hall of Famer, the Godfather here, and I want to shout out to the Fantasy Football Smucks. Y'all couldn't have come up with a better name than Smucks? Well, anyway, uh, the new football season is coming, man, so everybody, I want you to check out the Fantasy Football Smucks podcast. That's right, Fantasy Football Smucks. I just kind of rolling now, Smucks. But Hot Carl, he provides DraftKings lineups. Um, let's see what else is happening. The Doc, he provides college football picks. And the drive through Guru, Buffett. Buffett. You guys, I got some weird-ass names. Buffett Joe, he provides NFL picks. And old Buffett Joe, I guess uh, he just moved to Vegas. So, man, I'm in Vegas. You're in Vegas. I might have to join that Fantasy Football Smucks podcast sometimes and... Uh, you guys allow smoking on there? Well, that's a whole nother story. Maybe I'll jump on there some time. But I want everybody, like I said, check out the Fantasy Football Smucks podcast. And it's time, once again, for everybody, including everybody at the Fantasy Football Smucks, to come aboard the whole train. Keep it pimping, guys. And check out the Fantasy Football Smucks podcast. Peace. We are live. Hello, everyone. Hot Carl Clemson here, and welcome to season number two of the Fantasy Football Schmucks podcast. Now, if you're new to the podcast, the Schmucks will be here each and every week throughout the football season, providing DraftKings, NFL, and college football betting advice. However, tonight, we have a very special Rankings episode where we'll break down our fantasy football top 100 players. We'll discuss some NFL future bets and we'll finish it off with the Docs college football playoff locks. But before we get to all that, let me introduce to you the drive through guru, the man that is wheeling and dealing in Las Vegas and he's kissing the girls and making them cry one drive through at a time. Buffett Joe, how you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. I'm excited for this season. Uh, everything's looking real nice, and uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. We're going to have a big year this year. That's good. That's good to hear, buddy. Now, you relocated in Las Vegas. You're a Las Vegas correspondent out there for the schmucks. How's everything going out there in the you know desert? What? We're, we're in the Mecca, man. We're, I, I finally feel at home. It's, uh, a lot of people think I moved for gambling, but I just ran out of East Coast fast food restaurants. So <laughs> I decided to hit the West a little bit. I'm trying new things. It's been, uh, it's been great. So <laughs> You got any, any, any crazy stories for us, Joey? Um, you know, nothing too crazy at the drive through yeah. I've been driving my Uber cab and, uh, I had a little in incident the other day where, uh, these people left some stuff, uh, left a bag of stuff in my car, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, I check out the bag, I'm wondering what's in it. And I noticed that there's some leftover nachos from, uh, what's that guy, <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> his little place. And, uh, now there's nachos, which I'm like, oh, this is nice, you know? But there's also like a bunch of gifts for like, you know, Las Vegas gifts, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, man, these people are going to call me like looking for their gifts and nachos. But it was a risk I had to take. I just couldn't help myself. 
dove right into the nacho. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm eating the nachos and uh, three bites in. They were nice. They were pork nachos with cheese, the whole nine. It was it was unbelievable. Real nice snack coming out of nowhere. <laughs> And uh, I'm mid-bite, and I get a call from a number that's an Uber number, you know? <laughs> so, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so I ignore it, and uh second comes again. I answer it, and uh, they said they're looking for their gifts and nachos, and I told them. <laughs> I told them that I looked, and I didn't see nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. But then I, I, you know, eventually, like, told them that I did have the gifts, but the food was gone, like. It was like it was under the seat or something. I said, I, you know, and uh, I returned the gifts, but the nachos were gone, and they, uh, we both knew what, what happened to the nachos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, you you are unbelievable, brother. Hey, you just you, you, you can't leave unattended food around me. So that's the bottom line. <laughs> they learned the hard way that day. So. <laughs> oh buddy so yeah <laughs> it's great to hear great to hear you're doing well out there buddy yeah you don't want to get me as your uber driver right now so no <laughs> if, if you're in las vegas do not look for the fat man on the uber app <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right so also with us tonight he's the man with the locks if you want to hear a few things about gimmick infringement just pull up a bar stool and take a seat. He is the heart of Georgia Bulldogs football and Georgia's favorite son, the Doc. What's up, Doc? What's up, man? Love the intro. Uh, you know how it is. Every time you come up with a good idea, somebody, and uh, they're going to go take it from you. They're going to steal it. And, uh, and that's the way it's going to be this year because uh, we got some good stuff planned. Um, we got some great locks lined up for this year. And uh, we'll get into that later on. So I'm excited, man. This is going to be a good football season. We're back to pack stadiums. Uh, we can say enough about that uh last year football was great but let's be honest um piping in noise to the crowd um that was kind of a normal thing for the atlanta falcons so we were used to it there but uh but for <laughs> but for the rest of the uh country being able to see college games you know with a hundred thousand people in the stands um man this is, i'm excited this is gonna be big <laughs> oh man yeah it's gonna be great we got fans back in the stands are you saying that th that back in the wcw days they were pumping the goldberg in the uh georgia dome no that was man i, I think that was real back then I mean, come on let's be let's be honest the uh the goldberg fans uh back in the 90s were legit now they're having to pipe in goldberg chants because uh i think the uh the snowflakes of today they're not big fans of goldberg that's for sure <laughs> that's for sure now the falcon the falcons i can't i'm not gonna lie about that I, that they they are known for piping in uh fan noise into the dome there's no doubt about that i mean that's a what, what was it like 10 years ago they, they actually uh had they were penalized for it i think oh yeah yeah true story look it up yeah georgia wow, dome piping in noise yep go falcons <laughs> 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 all right boys well Let's wait no further. Let's get into our 2021 Fantasy Football PPR Top 100. Now, we're not going to go down the entire list of 100 players. I mean, we'd be here pretty much all night. So if you want to check out, you know, the complete list, follow us on Twitter at FFSchmucks. But I do want to spend a minute breaking down our top 10 players because these are the studs you'll be spending a premium pick on this fantasy season. And these are the guys that can literally make or break your team. So let's go ahead. Let's dive in. We got pick number one now across the board. Every fantasy analysis, 
You got Christian McCaffrey. He's the number one guy. But on the schmucks list, we got Dalvin Cook as the number one pick. Now, before people, you know, jump on me all about that, I want to say that Dalvin Cook, you know, he's coming off a monster year, 1,900 yards, 17 touchdowns in 14 games last season. You know, Dalvin Cook, he's just an animal. I know you got the injury problems with Dalvin, but, you know, let's just say – Christian McCaffrey, you know, he's coming off a couple injuries from last season. And, I mean, I just don't picture him catching 116 passes this year with Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, that please, and Terrace Marshall. So Dalvin Cook is the Schmucks number one pick this year. Boys, what do you got to think about Dalvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey? Who's your number one? And, you know, I mean, it's it's tough to say. I'm with you on Dalvin Cook, but I, I do love what McCaffrey brings. The guy is almost guaranteed to catch all these passes. I mean, he does it year after year. Um, I really th- don't think it could go wrong either way. I'm still mad at Dalvin Cook for a couple years ago, but uh, <laughs> well, maybe we'll get over it this year. It's 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 definitely a decision to make when you're in that in that position, you know. But you know, I, I think you yeah. can't go wrong either way. So. I, I don't know. I, I I like Dalvin, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Christian McCaffrey playing under Matt Rule, um, they're changing out quarterbacks. There's a lot of, of, of things that affect an offense um, from both strategy and timing and rhythm and everything else when you start changing up quarterbacks and offensive coordinators. So the fact they're going to a new quarterback, that raises a lot of question marks for Christian McCaffrey, along with a lot of other running backs that are at the top of this list that you're probably going to talk about with guys mm-hmm. like Kamara and Derek Henry and – uh, and others, there's so much change going on with their offenses. Dalvin Cook is in a place of consistency with a consistent mm-hmm. quarterback. We know what mm-hmm. we're getting. We know what their offense is, and it's only going to be um, built around him. And when you mention the injuries, the primary injury is a dislocated shoulder. The guy, he rehabbed it the correct way. He didn't go out and abuse it during the rehab, come back too soon, all those things. Dalvin Cook is a beast. He's he, he handles his business. He'll come out and he's going to be at least one of your, I mean, he'll be one of your top three guys, whether he finishes number one, we hope he will, but he'll be one of your top three guys. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you can't go wrong either way with McCaffrey or Dalvin, but personally, you know, you'll hear, I'll, I'll say it a lot tonight. You know, I want to draft good players on good teams. I don't expect the Panthers to be a playoff team. The Vikings, they're going to be in that mix this year. It's an odd year. So, um, you know, the Vikings got that going for them. But also, I mean, they went out, they improved the defense a ton this offseason. They made some moves. You know, they got a young offensive line. But Dalvin Cook, you know he's going to be the centerpiece. And I just think the efficiency of the Vikings offense, they're going to be in that red zone. And, you know, say what you want about catching passes. Dalvin catches them too. But, I mean, I think Dalvin's got a higher ceiling when it comes to uh, scoring touchdowns this year over uh, Christian McCaffrey. That makes sense. And where did Dalvin play college ball at? Where did Dalvin (laughs) play college ball at? (laughs) Florida State. (laughs) I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that, boys. That's all I'm going to say. Just remember that. And on on top of that, (laughs) Dalvin's quarterback can't throw the ball more than 10 yards, so he's only good at handing off. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) All right. So, you know, we got Dalvin and then Christian McCaffrey. Now, number three, there's a little separation in my – PPR rankings as well. I got Devontae Adams as a number three overall player over guys like Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry. I think, you know, there, there is that drop off of, you know, a little bit of uncertainty. Kamara's got a new quarterback this year. Derrick Henry, you know, he's 
a little bit worn down. I still expect a good season from him. But Devontae Adams, if you're not getting the top two sure things at running back, I think you got to lock down the number one receiver in the league, and that is Devontae Adams. He was the number one receiver last year, coming off double-digit touchdowns for the last five seasons. Devontae Adams, and the bad man is back. So lock in Devontae Adams. He is the number three overall player on these rankings. Ooh. No, I, I, I kind of I like it, Doc, to be honest. And I would never really do this, but I just think those two have something to prove this year as far as being pissed off with the Packers and all that. And now that they're back, they're teamed up. I feel like they're happy. They're on the same page. Um, that could be trouble this year for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then the big thing, too, you know, Devontae Adams, he's in that that contract year, you know. And, you know, these guys, they want to get paid Devontae Adams – Last game or last season in Green Bay this year. So, I mean, I, I expect Devontae Adams to ball out. And I think, you know, he's a safe pick if you're taking him at three. Yeah, you're missing out on one of the top running backs. But, uh, you know, there's enough running backs on the way back, as we'll discuss, that you can get. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> you got a, you got a great wide receiver. There's no doubt about it. He's going to finish um, top two, three wide receivers. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm a big Derrick Henry fan, so to be able to pass over Derrick to pick Devontae, um, mm-hmm. uh, d- that's tough for me. But um, but I mean, at the end of the day, you, you got two great picks. Both uh, you can't go wrong with either one. Yeah, it's certainly that's a risk. I mean, I'm more so. I'm not worried about Kamara. I'm going to try to stay away from him this year, just because I don't know what's going on with that, that same team. I don't think they're going to be very good at all this year. So, yeah, I don't. I don't either. But I mean. They're missing a ton of options in the passing game. And Michael Thomas out, um, you know, Kamara, he's going to catch a ton of balls. So, I mean, he's definitely one of those guys that he lives off efficiency. He, you know, mm-hmm. led the league in touchdowns for uh, running backs last year. And, I mean, I don't expect him to find the end zone that much. But, I mean, he's prime candidate for 80, 90, even, even 100 catches this year. Mm-hmm. Do the Saints have anyone else in that backfield this year or no? Uh, Latavius Murray's uh, fading, fading away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he's still there, though. Yeah. Eesh. I don't know about that guy. Yeah, maybe Kamara. He's going to get the majority of the touches, right? Yeah, definitely. So, and then you know, as we're talking, you know, we got Kamara number four, number five ahead of guys like Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb. I got Travis Kelsey. You know, he's the number one tight end across the board. And week after week, he's an every week difference maker. You know, between his stats last year, 105 yards or 105 catches, excuse me, 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns. If you took his stats and compared him to wide receivers, he would have finished as the wide receiver four last season. And that's from the tight end spot. So, I mean, if you can get, you know, Travis Kelsey, that's going to give you an every week advantage. So, Travis Kelsey is our number five player on the board, you know, do what do you guys think? Do you think it's a little early taking a tight end at the five spot or, you know, you guys agree with me there? Go ahead, Doc. What do you think? Um, I'm a big fan of taking the best player from each, uh, you know, whether it be a running back, quarterback, whatever. So there's no doubt about it. There's a huge drop off from Travis Kelsey to other tight ends. So when you got Mm -hmm. a guy like that that you can get that's elite, um, sometimes it is worth taking that risk to get them early on because you can come back around in that second or third round and pick up 
another wide receiver or uh, or running back to have production, but there is a huge drop off from Travis Kelsey to other tight ends. So um, so no, I think I think it's a I think it's a good it's a good risk to take if you're in that five six spot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, three straight seasons, Travis Kelsey has at least got twelve hundred yards in receiving. So I mean, he's he's a very safe player to take. I mean, I know people you know, he's thirty two years old this year, but I mean, he's still going to be you know the number one, the two target in the receiving game for the Chiefs. You know, that offense goes through Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey's, you know, he, he's a safe bet. So I think locking him down gives you a weekly advantage. Um, let's go ahead. Let's jump to number seven. We got the Docs boy, Nick Chubb. You know, a lot of people on uh, Twitter, you know, I see this all the time. Nick Chubb is not a number one running back. You know, people are saying that, you know, he's not a first round pick. He splits carries with, uh, you know, Kareem Hunt and everything like that. But, I mean, Nick Chubb, he's an absolute monster. He's the epitome of efficiency. And, you know, I saw a crazy statistic. Somebody put our boy Joe Mixon ahead of Nick (laughs) Chubb in their fantasy rankings. And, you know, I get it. You know, Joe Mixon's going to get 300 touches. You know, that's great, 300 touches. But, you know, he's not going to do much with those touches. You know, Nick Chubb, yeah, you know, he's probably going to get between 250, 275 touches, you know, this season. But he's going to do a lot with those touches, guys. And, I mean, for the limited touches he had last year, he averaged 17.3 point per game last season. And Nick Chubb, just like Dalvin Cook, on a really good team, he's got the best offensive line in football. And, you know, he's a prime candidate. I could see him scoring anywhere between 16 to 18 touchdowns. So I think Nick Chubb, you know, unlike others, I think Nick Chubb is a very safe first-round pick this year. Yeah, You can't I, say it any better than that. Yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> I, I'm usually against Nick Chubb because of all the stuff. Mm-hmm. But th- this year and what I saw last year, um, I'm fully on board. And a lot of those guys at the Browns, they're, you know, flashy, selfish me guys, you know. And Chubb is like the exact opposite. And I think those guys are starting to like follow suit, you know, and say, this is, you know, this guy works hard, put his head down and plays and they have some success, you know? So I could see them doing well this year behind Chubb, you know, leading that offense. Nick Chubb has faced adversity from the time he set foot at the university of Georgia. I mean, he came in as a, as a backup to, to Todd Gurley. He was recruited in the same class as Sony Michelle he had one of the most horrific knee injuries that could be suffered while in college, still came back from it, stayed around for his senior year when he could have gone pro as a junior, but he did what he thought was best for his, his, his team, his family, everything. He's all about doing the right thing. He shows up in Cleveland, and if you, re- if you recall the uh, Hard Knocks episode where there's all the fanfare for, uh, for Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb's uh, picking his bag up at the airport and nobody even knows who he is, right? <laughs> yep. so, exactly. Nick Chubb is is a guy that comes in with a humble work ethic. He um, he is who he is, and that's the beauty of Nick Chubb. He's the he's the kind of guy off the field that's gonna, gonna take care of his friends, take care of his family. He's gonna do the right thing when the camera's off of him, just as much as he's gonna do the right thing when the camera's on him. You don't have to worry about those things. He's gonna give you that work ethic that you need. That's gonna give him a consistent NFL career. And, uh, and there's no there's no uh, hiding it. I am a homer when it comes to Nick Chubb. I've been a fan <laughs> of Nick Chubb since he got to Georgia. I've been a fan of him since he got to Cleveland. And uh, and if you don't pick him in the top ten and you take somebody like Joe Mixon, um, then you're just pretty much telling me how much of a moron you are. You know? And, and <laughs> maybe maybe even how much more of a schmuck you are uh, than any of us. So point point uh, point taken. Uh, if you're taking Mixon 
over uh, over uh, Nick Chubb, please join uh, a fantasy league that I'm in so I can win it. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> uh, oh, man, strong words from the doc there, on, uh, Nick Chubb. <laughs> Couldn't say any better myself. And I mean, a cl- Nick, cl- Nick Chubb even has his own cereal now. Chubb oh, yeah. Punch, right. Yeah. Got his own cereal came out today for a charity. So, I mean, come on. The guy's got his own cereal. Right. You know, yeah. Top, top. There you go. You got to take Nick Chubb. That's actually one of my goals. <laughs> have my own cereal. There you go. <laughs> I, I may have to bump Nick Chubb from number seven to number four now. So, I mean, there he's got his own, guy's own cereal. But, I mean, <laughs> my, my closing thoughts on Chubb, you know, Joey, you know, I've been telling you for years, you know, you always attack the volume in fantasy football, get the guys who are going to get the ball. But I mean, Nick Chubb, you know, he's a great example of somebody who he's just so efficient and yeah, you don't want to bank on efficiency, you know, every year, but I mean, Nick Chubb, he's just, he's just an animal and everything's lining up. I really think he could be a top five fantasy running back in, in PPR leagues this year. So, you know, Nick Chubb, take him in the first round. Don't be an idiot. Like the doc said. <laughs> All right, so let, let, let's go ahead. We're going to drop down to number 18 in the rankings because this one, you know, there's a lot of people who I guarantee you do not agree with this. And, Joey, I think you're one of them. But at number 18, I got Saquon Barkley. You know, he's coming back for the New York football giants. But, you know, he's coming off the ACL tear, the mild MCL sprain, and partial meniscus tear. And let's just go ahead. Hey, Doc, what do you think about Saquon Barkley this year? Put me on the spot there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll say this. We, Saquon is – he's very similar to Chubb when it comes to the off-the-field work ethic. There's no question mm-hmm. about that. Um, he He's another one of those guys that is off the field who he is on the field. Um, he is, you know, who he is, who he is kind of deal. Uh, the thing about Saquon that concerns me is this. Um, anytime you got a guy who has to rely on movements, you know, cutting movements – speed, those kind of things, and you're coming off of an ACL reconstruction and you're around that 10-month mark, I mean, yes, you can play, but are you at the level you were uh, prior to that injury? And that's a lot of questions I have. The other thing I have questions about when, when we're talking about fantasy and production is, is the team banking on Saquon for the long term? And if they are, they're going to cut his production early in the season because they're going to want to work him back. If you push him too soon, there's a risk that you do some things to that internal knee that could could raise uh, and flare up um, potential concerns of arthritis down the road. Uh, Todd Gurley is a prime example of this. Todd Gurley is a guy mm-hmm. who had an ACL tear. Um, there were some concerns about his knee going into the NFL. And you've seen quickly how, how fast somebody with all the skill and talent in the world – has immediately dropped off in, uh, in, in the world of the NFL because it's, it, it, there's just a huge, huge gap between that elite level of running back and then those who just aren't making the cut. So um, I personally look at Saquon as a huge risk. Um, you know, he's one of those guys where you could take him, you could roll the dice, and he might end up being a top five guy. But he could also mm-hmm. end up being a guy that's between 15 and 25. So uh, to me, there's too many other solid backs at the top that if you're put in that spot, you pass on Saquon. I just don't think it's worth the risk this year. Next year, it's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, you know, there's 17 guys. I just I just like 17 guys more than Saquon this year. You know, there is a huge risk with that. But I want you to go ahead with the, uh, the injury risk first because, I mean, up top, you know, the Giants stink, guys. Their offensive line is trash. Danny Dimes is trash. 
Jason Garrett. I mean, don't even get me started on Jason Garrett. I know you're a big fan of his, Joey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like I said earlier, you know, about Dalvin, about Chubb, you want good players on good teams. And, you know, the Giants, they're they're just not going to be that good, guys. I mean, I know they got the weapons, you know, with Kenny Galladay and that. But, I mean, they've been having fights there in scrimmages you know, early in camp and that. And I just don't picture Saquon, you know, he's not going to have that monster PPR upside as he had in the past. I don't see him with the amount of talent around him. So, you know, I'm probably completely out of Saquon because he's going to go way ahead of where I'm comfortable drafting him. Uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, I, I get all your points and the injury history and all that. And, um, you know, but fantasy football is all about risk. And if I can get mm-hmm. Saquon early second round, I'm going to do it. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of upside from him. I do think the Giants haven't used him properly. Like, you need to get him in space. You need to, to catch some balls and get some open field in front of him. So if that's, if I had him on my team, that's how I would use him. And especially with that crappy offensive line, it's very frustrating watching the Giants give him <laughs> the ball with no space, you know, and he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. But, like, how do you not? use him and get him in space like at least give it a shot how could they not do it you know so i just feel like i yeah. haven't seen doc talks about the drop off which is unbelievable with todd Gurley's drop off who went from being a superstar to nothing but we mm-hmm. haven't seen saquon barkley's like ceiling you know like i just feel like it's coming you know how could it not we we don't we don't think we've seen his ceiling we won't know that's the <sighs> that's the thing All about the- this year that's the thing. The you just Giants don't know. Are, are, yeah, I feel like the Giants are wasting him. It's unbelievable. Like, yeah. Get this guy in some space, get him the ball, catch passes. Like, he can catch passes. So, I don't know. I feel like you – how dumb could you be? I mean, are they that dumb? I feel like Joe Judge is smart. Like, let's get him going. Uh, Jason, Ga- Jason Garrett's pretty dumb. Oh, he is pretty dumb. <laughs> well, and, and, and even take Garrett out of the equation. You just – you mentioned it. You got Danny Dimes back there. So, mm-hmm. the, the risk of Danny Dimes tearing your, your defense apart with the passing game is very low. So, therefore, they're going to be loading the box up. They're going to be keying in on, on yeah. Saquon. It's, it's different. We just talked about Nick Chubb, right? Nick Chubb's in a, in a, in a, on a team where the offense can spread it wide open. We know what Baker Mayfield can do with the football. Danny Dimes can't give you that in New York. I don't know if there's people out there that love Danny Dimes. I'm sure he's a nice kid with the Duke University, very smart guy. But uh, come on, I, I mean, he 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 would be a backup on what majority of the NFL teams right now. Definitely agree there, Doc. I mean, right, yeah, I mean so... Giants are pretty pathetic. There's no doubt about that. But... <laughs> All right, so there you have it, Saquon, number 18. Take him at your own risk. Um, let's go ahead. Let's jump down to number 22 on the list. It's another guy who. You know, earlier in draft season, he was going in the first round, still going in the second round. I actually have him ranked a little bit lower than the uh, expert consensus, and that is Jonathan Taylor Thomas. You know, last year he finished strong, 741 rushing yards and eight touchdowns over the last six games of the season. I get it. You know, he finished strong. Hell, he led me to a fantasy championship. But honestly, I'm completely out on Jonathan Taylor this, uh, this season. I mean, you got Carson Wentz at quarterback. When's he going to come back? But not only that, you got Marlon Mack, who's returning from an Achilles injury. And from all reports I've read and from the video I've seen, Marlon Mack actually looks pretty damn good off that Achilles injury. And then you also have Joey's favorite guy with the worst name, Naheem Hines, catching passes out of the backfield. So, you know, I don't picture Jonathan Taylor getting this workhorse, you know, roll 25 to 30 touches that, 
many in fantasy football are expecting out of him this year. Well, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, it's, there's three of them back there. They're all going to get the ball. They're all going to share it. I mean, over a season long, it's going to be tough. But I, mean, I could see Jonathan Taylor having a big breakout game, nice for DraftKings one day or something, you know. But Yeah, and um, those are the weeks that you want to play him. And, you know, if you want to go ahead and mark it down your calendars, I mean, just look at when he plays the Houston Texans. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> play exactly. him that week <laughs> but yeah over a season you're right I mean you're going to be frustrated they're going to share it three ways they'll probably have the lead and preserve something you know so it's going to be frustrating for sure I'm with you yeah there. and don't get me wrong I love the talent Jonathan Taylor you know he's he's a stud you know but um just I, I don't like the uh his lookout this year just with all the guys back there now granted you know if Hines or uh, Marla Mack do get injured you know, Jonathan Taylor will probably explode. So, I mean, I just think 22, you know, that's, again, you know, like Barkley, there's a lot of guys in front of him that I really like, you know, before Jonathan Taylor this year. Yeah, and I've had enough of fucking Nihon, excuse my language, but I had enough of Hines. <laughs> it's, it's just, every every year the guy who just ruins your day with, with stealing your points from, from these guys, you know. So. <laughs> just stealing them. <laughs> just take a walk already, man. Go get a first name and beat it. <laughs> All right, let's get down. We got number 24. You know, this guy, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of people are drafting him in the fourth, fifth round. I got him up pretty high on our rankings, and I think he's going to be the number one receiver on the Los Angeles Rams this year. Not talking about Bobby Woods. I'm talking about our guy, Cooper Cup. I think he's going to be an absolute monster this year with the upgrade at quarterback with the staff infection. You know, Cup's coming off back-to-back 90-catch seasons with Jared freaking Goff of all people, guys. So don't forget back in 2019, Cup finished as the overall wide receiver four in PPR leagues. You know, he's coming off a career low of three touchdowns, but – I mean, Cooper Cup, he's just a dominant guy in the red zone. So I think him with Matt Stafford, I think Cooper Cup is going to finish as a wide receiver one this year, guys. Hey, he's got the quarterback to do it. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I'm with you on that, man. Everyone knows how I feel about Cooper Cup. I get him on my team almost every year. I probably get him a little higher than I should, but I always get him. So, And he, he never fails me. So it's I'm a big fan. Yeah, love, love Cooper Cup, and honestly, I would pair him with Robert Woods, too. I don't mind doing a Ram stack because I think both of those guys are going to ball out this year, but Cooper Cup gets the edge for me because I think he does have the higher touchdown ceiling over Robert Woods. Yeah, he's just smart, man. He gets open. He knows what he's doing. It's just he's a heck of a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good good safe pick. I mean, um, you talked earlier about chasing the teams that put up numbers. And I, I think the Rams are going to have one of the most potent offenses in the NFL this year. So you can put that definitely, definitely. All <clears> right. <throat> so let's go ahead. Let's get to number 29 on the list. You know, the doc's going to love this one. I got Kyle Pitts at number 29. He is my overall tight end three this year, just behind uh, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. I think Kyle Pitts, he's going to be an absolute monster in that passing game for Atlanta. Ran a 4.44 on his pro day. And, you know, the Falcons got 213 targets available. All offseason, all training camp, all you see on Twitter is how does Kyle Pitts block? Honestly, who cares? Kyle Pitts is an offensive weapon. Julio Jones is gone. You got Calvin Ridley there. Kyle Pitts is easily going to be the dominant guy in the red zone. I absolutely love Kyle Pitts. 
you know, yeah, you got to take him higher than you would like to, you know, but early in the offseason, you know, he was going in the fifth round. Now he's going in the fourth. I think Kyle Pitts can live up to that ADP. So, Doc, how do you feel about Kyle Pitts? I, I'm telling you, I there has not been a player in in last few years that has been more impressive coming out of college than Kyle Pitts. Go back and watch any of his highlight films from from college at UF last year against Georgia's defense and Alabama's defense. Both of those defenses have players that will be playing on Sunday. And Kyle Pitts just had a heyday, made it look like a video game. And mm-hmm. the guy, like you mentioned, all the the um, the, the measurables, um, he brings that. And he brings it to an Atlanta offense that has proven historically that they will use the tight end. Tony Gonzalez in Atlanta was a points machine. And now Matt Ryan finally has that, that elite athlete back at tight end again. And in a year where Julio's gone and you're going to have somebody need to step it up because uh, Calvin Ridley's going to get double teamed, this is your guy, Kyle Pitts. And, and as long as the Atlanta offensive line holds up, that's probably the biggest concern. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, five, what, first-round draft picks across that front line, and they still give no more than about 2.9 seconds to Matt Ryan. But you give Matt Ryan about 3.8 seconds if they can hold him <laughs> just a little bit longer, you got an MVP quarterback and you got Kyle Pitts coming out with the offensive rookie of the year. So – that's that's what I'm gonna say about Kyle Pitts. I'm a big fan, even yeah, though he's a Gator. <laughs> put that out there. I'm with you, man. Same same here with me for Pitts. Um, and you know, if you miss out on Kels in the first round, you get some good players, and you add uh, Pitts a little bit later, you you might have a good team. I'm hoping I get him this year on my team. So. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Pitts gonna be an absolute stud. Um, I'm taking him, you know, above ADP because I think he's gonna be that good and. Come around this time next year, he's going to be a second-round pick, no question about it. So, nice. Uh, let's get to all the way down, number 39. This is another one of those picks that uh, got a lot of division, you know, on fantasy football Twitter. The most polarizing player in fantasy football. I'm talking about our boy, Joe Mixon. Got him mm. all the way down at number 39. You know, you see it constantly on Twitter. Joe Mixon as a second overall pick, or excuse me, second round pick. Um, Joe Mixon is just, he proves time and time again, guys. He's absolutely gutless, averaged 3.6 yards per carry last year. And, I mean, if you take away that Jags game where he blew up last season, he only averaged 2.9 yards per carry. Are you kidding me? You want to take a guy like that in the second round? And, you know, you constantly see that uh, people are saying, oh, he's going to get 300-plus touches. Well, he actually got 313 touches back in 2019. And guess what? He finished as the RB13. He was was a back-end RB1, RB2 range. Joe Mixon, don't waste a second-round pick on him again, guys. You're completely screwing yourselves. And, you know, in the range that Joe Mixon's going in the second round, you're passing on guys like Darren Waller, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, and possibly C.E.H. and, you know, Antonio Gibson, who I'm also very high on. So, I mean, Joe Mixon, absolute waste of a draft pick. Don't do it, guys. Yeah, there's no way he's touching any of my rosters this year or ever, really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, you hear like, yeah, you know, they added a couple guys on an offensive line. They got um, their offensive coordinator back from a few years ago where Mixon had his best season. But, I mean, the the Bengals are going to be a pass-first offense. 
you know, he's okay. He's going to get some receiving work, but again, you know, compare him to Nick Chubb, you know, Joe Mixon might get you some points, but he's got to have 300, 350 touches just to get there. Nick Chubb is going to accomplish that in limited work. Nick Chubb's going to be more efficient. So people are saying, you know, Joe Mixon over Nick Chubb this year, absolutely clueless, but you know, I digress. (laughs) (sighs) I have nothing more to say about Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb. (laughs) Uh, like like the buffet man says joe mixon better at hitting women not so good at hitting holes yeah that's exactly Mm. he's just not only does he stink he's also just pure trash so (laughs) not a chance following joe mixon at number 39 i mean it's kind of crazy to say these names after joe mixon just because i despise him so much but i got first quarterbacks in the list at number 40 got patrick mahomes Number 41, Josh Allen. Um, I mean, both of those guys, you can lock them in as probably, you know, top two to three quarterbacks, you know, in, in the league right there, you know, for fantasy football this season. But, you know, honestly, for me, I'm not taking a quarterback until the fifth round. So none of these guys are going to end up on any of my teams. But if I were to, you know, want to get one of those guys, it'd be Patrick Mahomes, number one. I think, you know, just that Andy Reid offense, Patrick Mahomes has showed time and time again that, you know, he can get it done. Josh Allen, he's a great player, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I got him just slightly ahead of Josh Allen this year. But again, these two guys are guys that probably won't end up on any of my teams this year because I like stacking running backs and wide receivers early. So what do you guys think about Patty Mahomes and Josh Allen this year? You know, I, I I love them both. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, Josh Allen's good, man, and the Bills are good. You know, yeah. And mm-hmm. they, he's got a big arm, and he puts up a lot of points. And same with uh, Patty Mahomes. And I, you know, I was playing poker in Kansas City a couple of weeks ago, and a bunch of Chiefs fans—they're all about the Chiefs. And I'm talking smack to them. I said, "What do you guys think? You think you can get through the Bills this year?" And they all looked at me like, first they wanted to kick my ass, but like I had six men, you know? <laughs> and uh, they go, what are you talking about? The Bills got to get through us. We're the number one team. So yeah. they, they still believe in the Chiefs being being top dogs. And uh, I think those two, you can't go wrong. They're both going to put up points. And I think they're going to meet again in, uh, in the AFC Championship. Yeah, it's the uh, modern time uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady feud, I think, between those two. Yeah. So Yeah, I – um... <clears throat> I, you know, I'm probably not really good at fantasy football because I take Patty Mahomes in the in the second round if I get a shot <laughs> and get him. So that that's probably you know how I feel about him up there. I will say this: uh, I don't think Buffalo is going to be Buffalo this year. I think they're going to they're going to they're going to fall back. Wow, still going to be a great team. You're going to get great points out of Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong, but I think you're going to see Cleveland surpass uh, Buffalo this year. Mm-hmm. So you heard it here. Wow, interesting. Yeah, okay. I mean. You think the the Bills will win that division though, or? Um, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't see any <laughs> any competition there. I mean, yeah, you're talking. Yeah. When I say they're going to fall back, let me let me re- rephrase all of that. They're going to win their division. They're going to go to the playoffs, and they're going to be okay. excited in Buffalo. They're not going to make it to the AFC Championship this year. Gotcha, gotcha. You say the Browns will get past them. Yeah, depending. Obviously, we want to see how things line up at the end of the year. But I think your I think your top two teams in the in the uh, AFC are going to end up being Kansas City and Cleveland. Now, whether they end up playing each other one and two, who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But yeah, but I think that's your that's your top two teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're on to something. That's going to be exciting to see because I kind of I'm leading the Bills. I like the Bills. I like what they bring. 
and I, you know, I love, I like Nick Chubb from the Browns, but that's all I really like from the Browns, you know? So we'll see what happens. Hey, let's, let's not forget the uh, Baker Mayfield. Well, I mean, Hey, they, they had a run last year in the playoffs. So, I mean, I'm, I'm saying mm-hmm. they, they, they've got what it takes. Uh, and they added, uh, I know we're getting off subject here a little bit, but they're added uh, Richard account to that, uh, you know, that, that, that fifth round value defensive pick who's going to lead that defense and, <laughs> and uh, submit his starting job. I'm telling you, he's down oh, Cleveland boy. this year. George, George's favorite son is striking again. <laughs> <laughs> Go dogs. <laughs> All right. So just to get back on topic. So Patrick Mahomes, number 40, Josh Allen, number 41. You can't go wrong with either guy, but again, in your home leagues, especially those guys are going to be going off. Just like where the doc would take him, second round, third round, um, little rich for me. But I mean, hey, if you can get him at pick 40, 41, you know, I definitely think that's good value. Uh, let's go down to number 49 on the list. This is another guy who I have ranked much higher than others. Um, that's Joey's boy, Robbie Anderson. He's coming off his biggest season yet, had 95 catches, 1,096 yards. Only three touchdowns last year with Teddy Bridgewater. He gets his old buddy Sam. I saw Ghost Darnold back in Carolina this year. And, you know, Robbie Anderson, he's going off the boards in the ninth round this year. Um, I mean, that's great value if you're getting him in the ninth. I do have him ranked pretty high in our rankings just because I want to emphasize that, you know, I believe Robbie Anderson does have wide receiver two value this year. Um, I think he's going to have a monster year. You know, in his games with Sam Darnold, he had 88 catches for 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns in New York. So he does have a little chemistry there. You know, I think Robbie Anderson, he's going to return value wherever you get him this year. Um, he's currently dealing with a hamstring injury, though, so that is something to monitor. He He's one of those guys he could be moving down in the rankings if that lingers. Uh, but yeah, Robbie Anderson, guys, you got anything to add to that? Uh, you know, you know me, man. I, I'm a big Robbie Anderson fan. That's the famous line. The guy gets separation. So <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that's, just the way, that's just the way of the NFL, man. Like right now, they it, they love speed and the deep ball and the big home run, and mm-hmm. that's what this guy's capable of. And I think Darno is better than what people think. I don't think I think the Jets are just a dumpster fire. And oh yeah. I think he's going to excel being out of that, that uh, dump, you know? So I'm looking forward to seeing how the Panthers do. Yeah. And all reports are uh, old Sam is looking, you know, pretty refreshed and he's looking pretty good. And I mean, he's got some good weapons there. You know, you got McCaffrey, you got DJ more of that, please. You got the rookie Terrace Marshall. Um, But, you know, I still think Robbie Anderson, and again, he's one of those guys, he's in a contract year. So I think Robbie Anderson, if that hamstring's healthy, I think he's still going to be a stud and return wide receiver two value this year. For sure. All right. So let's go ahead. Let's drop down all the way down to number 71 through 75. I want to highlight this area on our rankings because this is the part where I'm taking a quarterback. So I'm looking for a quarterback this year in the late seventh, eighth rounds this year. And starting at the top at 71, you got the GOAT, Tom Brady, followed up by Aaron Rodgers at 72, Russell Wilson at 73. Uh, Joey, your boy Lamar Jackson, number 74. And at number 75, Justin Herbert. So, you know, I want to ask you guys this because a lot of people got Tom Brady actually ranked below most of these guys. 
I got Tom Brady ranked ahead of guys like Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, you know, Wilson and Jackson, they provide that, you know, a little bit of rushing upside, but, you know, I think Tom Brady, the goat, you know, he's, he's an old man this year guys, but you know, he just keeps getting it done and age 44 season, little bit of a hot take. He's going to have the greatest age 44 quarterback season of all time. (laughs) (laughs) But, but in all seriousness, guys, I mean, he's got weapons all over the field. So I actually have Tom Brady ranked ahead of all these guys. What do you think about that? Um, I don't think you can go wrong with Tom being up here at the top. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's going to give you what, probably three to four touchdowns a game. I think you, you said it right there. There's no mobility from Tom. You're not going to get that. No. So you've got these guys that are a little bit more of a dynamic threat there. You're going to get more points out of them. So it's tough for me to put Tom ahead of someone like a Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. Um, I know you didn't put Tom ahead of Josh Allen, but just, you know, the guys that bring that little bit of a dual threat. Yeah. Um, it's tougher, but you can't go wrong with Tom Brady. And if you're, you're talking about getting him down in, in pick 70, mm-hmm. um, I mean, come on, that that's a great value if he's still around. Yeah, and I, go ahead. No, I would say there's no there's no questioning how great Tom Brady is and all that, and he wins football games and championships and all that. But as far as on the fantasy side, like I'm looking to get one of the top like quarterbacks this year: Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, guys that Russell Wilson, guys that could throw the ball but could also run mm-hmm. and get you extra points there. And it seems like there's a big drop off, you know, and. Yeah, Brady's going to win games. I mean, that's just the bottom line, whether it's the defense. And, you know, I just don't like him on a fantasy. I'm going to stay away. But I, I, I hear you. I, yeah, I, I hear you, you know. though. So obviously, there's no question his talent and what he does. I mean, the guy's the greatest ever. But um, he just – I don't know. It's very average for, from a fantasy standpoint, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just picture, you know, Tom Brady, you got Antonio Brown there, you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronk, you know, so many weapons in the receiving game. And, you know, compared, you know, you got Lamar Jackson, he's, you know, Hollywood Brown was a little banged up earlier. Mark Andrews got, you know, carried out on a stretcher today with IVs on him. So, I mean, he should be good. But, you know, Rashard Bateman, he's going to be out to begin the season. Sammy Watkins, you know, he's been injured, you know, every freaking week you know, of his career, it seems, but, uh, mm. yeah. And I mean, I, I totally get, you could take him either way, but Tom Brady, he, you know, I think he's got, you know, big upside this year with all those weapons on offense. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's round out the top 100. We got our boy, McCole Hardman at number 93, you know, a lot of people don't have him ranked, you know, within their top 115 this year. A lot of people, you know, pretty much gave up on him after last season because, you know, they, they invested a high higher pick on him. But, I mean, McCole Hardman, you know, he's listed number two on the depth chart right now. It looks like he's probably going to be inserted as a wide receiver three on most routes. But, I mean, give the guy more opportunity. You know, 103 targets in his career. He has 67 catches, 1,098 yards, and 10 touchdowns, averaging 16.4 yards per catch. And, I mean, he ran a 4.33 you know, back at the uh, combine. And I mean, Tyree kills just slightly faster at 4.29. I think McCole Harmon's going to be a solid wide receiver three, you know, could throw him in your flex this year. And I know that's the doc's boy from uh, Georgia Bulldogs. So doc, what do you think about uh, McCole Hardman? Um, I, I mean, you said everything about him. The, the, the kid brings speed. He's got good hands. Um, he's a solid pick where you have him valued at. I think, you know, if you went any higher, the concerns come that there's just too many weapons in Kansas city and you can't get everybody to football. I mean, Kelsey's going to get his Tyreek's going to get his, 
Um, but I, I think you're right. I think with the value that you've placed, uh, would put picking Mikola uh, closer to 100. Um, he's a guy to put in that flex spot. Uh, he's a guy to put in there as your, you know, to, to. I mean, I think he's a different. He's the kind of player that's the difference in potentially winning your fantasy league championship. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% right. You're both right. He's going to have a big year, and he's a big fan of uh, of the fantasy football smucks. And uh, so, I, you know, I'm a fan of his, and he'll be in my uh, lineup yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's probably a better best ball player where, you know, he's going to have, you know, more kind of sporadic weeks where he's going to blow up one week and, you know, not do so well the next. But, I mean, you get him in the – Nine, tenth, eleventh rounds, you know, that that's good value. And you know, something happens to Tyreek Hill, you know, McCole Hardman, you know, he's probably gonna slide into that, you know, starting role on offense. So stay tuned mm-hmm. with that. But um, so that pretty much rounds out our top one hundred. Uh is there any guys, you know, you got anything to add to that or you all good? Uh, I say take the risk on Saquon Barkley. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. So for more and uh, for the complete list, make sure to follow us at FF Schmucks on Twitter. You know, we break down the top 100. I'm going to be adjusting these, you know, after every preseason game. You know, we learn more as the preseason goes on. Been moving guys up and down. So stay tuned to that. But uh, anyways, let's go ahead. Let's get to the drive through guru, because throughout the NFL season, Buffett Joe, he provides his Six-team teaser pleaser. However, this week, the Buffett man is going to focus on some of his favorite NFL future bets. So, Joey, what do you got for us on the betting side? All right. Well, I got a couple uh, couple team total wins here. I uh, went through everyone. I just found out found four that I really like and that I think will absolutely hit. Um, let's start it off with uh, we talked a lot today about these two from the Panthers. Uh, Sam Dunno and Robbie Anderson with McCaffrey. The over-under is only seven and a half wins. Um, I think they're going to surpass that. So they've got the extra game really? here, 17 games. I think they'll get to eight wins. I mean, that's eight and nine, you know. Mm-hmm. I, think they're better, I think they're better than that. I don't think the Falcons are going to be too great with a weak defense, and the Saints are going to be a drop-off. Uh, they do play the Bucks in that division twice, but um, <laughs> I think they got a favorable schedule, and I think that they'll get – two eight wins so i'm taking the over there and the line okay. is, the line is nice only minus 110 so pretty much even money um so i'm firing the panthers over for sure all right next, next up the colts i'm taking the over there as well it's only at nine um a little scary with uh wentz uh being out i'm gonna wait to make that bet before like we know you know where he's at um but if it stays around that nine number i think they're a good enough team they're they're a playoff team last year um, same offensive line, got the good backs. They're just a solid team. So I think they can get to, you know, nine and eight. I mean, that's that's doable for the Colts, you know, or, or 10 and seven, whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, nine's a push. But, and that, again, that's also minus 110. Um, next up, I'm a big fan of the Chargers this year. Uh, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to make the playoffs. And that's another bet I'll get to next. But, their over-under is only nine and a half, and you're getting plus money on that, so plus 105. They have a very easy schedule like the last month. I think they play the Texans, um, a couple other terrible teams. I forgot what they were, but they they have some very easy wins where it's like, okay, that's definitely four wins right there, you know. 
And uh, they're a good team. They're very capable. That quarterback is going to just be even better this year, Justin Herbert. So I'm on the Chargers for sure. And uh, I think they easily get to over nine and a half. That's going to be my favorite bet. Fire it in, load up on it, and uh, you won't go wrong. Um, okay, last one of the team totals. I'm going with the Jets under six wins. Um, I think we just <laughs> found out one of their linemen just got hurt or defensive end. Somebody big got hurt over there for mm-hmm. them. Um, they're just, they're just terrible. I mean, look at that quarterback. He looks like he's 10 years old. I mean, there's no way this guy's going to be good. Okay? It's, I would be stunned if he was any good. I mean, maybe in the future he might be good, but this year he's going to have some growing pains for sure, no doubt about it. And uh, there's no way they're getting the six wins. There's not a chance. So I'm going under on the Jets six, under six for sure. And that's minus 115, so a little bit more expensive, but minus 115, not, not too bad. So Okay. So there you have those are the those are the four Panthers over seven and a half, Colts over nine, Chargers over nine and a half, and that one you could load up on, and the Jets under six. So, and then uh, I, I have the Chargers to make the playoff this year, and I found it at plus one thirty. So you put a hundred bucks, you, your profit one thirty. So I'm gonna load up on that one as well. Um, I think they definitely make the playoffs this year. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be a good team. I don't know if they're going to win a playoff game, but they're definitely going to get there. And uh, last but not least, I'm firing a missile. <laughs> the Titans to win the Super Bowl at 30-1. to 1. Uh, It's Ooh. probably not going to win, but 30-1. <laughs> to 1, I like to do this. I like to take a shot, and I think they'll, I think they'll make the playoffs. They got Julio Jones, Doc's favorite guy. So, mm-hmm. Uh, Derrick Henry, and they got to take a good offensive line. Their defense is a little shaky. If they can improve their defense, I mean, why not? They're there, you know. They're going to be there, and they're Derrick Henry in the playoff time is, you know. So they lost their offensive coordinator, though. Yeah. Well, that's all right. They have offensive stars. I mean, maybe it'll be an improvement, you know. Maybe that guy will, <laughs> maybe that guy will spread the ball around a little bit instead of just pounding Derrick Henry. Away, you know, it's like all right. So now we have some options. So. I'm uh, 30 to 1. I like it. I like it for a team that's going to be there and dangerous. Like, nobody play the Titans in the playoffs with Derrick Henry. I like it. Battling like through, you know. And, uh, just, uh, they, you know, I mean, that could be trouble. Yeah. So, yeah. 30 to 1, good value, you know. Yeah. You're telling me there's a chance. That's it. And once, all you got to do is get, get to the tournament and then see what happens. So, yeah. You never know. I mean, injuries happen. You know, you, exactly. you just never know. I just, Defenses that is just gonna be, uh, they're 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 gonna be trash on defense this year, guys. So, not a Titans. Not, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is it's scary? Yeah, I mean they gotta. You, you, it's like you said, it's a risk. They get there, it's certainly a risk. Hopefully they can, you know, play better than expected on defense. And yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I do think they make the playoffs. I mean, am I wrong there? Or yeah, no, they'll definitely make the playoffs, I think. I mean, they got weapons all over. And, I mean, as long as Derrick Henry, you know, he doesn't wear down this season, I don't think he will. Um, I think he's probably another season away from that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Titans, definitely, they should be able to make the tournament this year. So, we'll see. Yeah, I was just kind of peeking at the uh, the Panthers' schedule, you know, because out of all the ones um, you listed, I was kind of sketchy on the Panthers, you know, winning – eight games this year they do play the nfc east so uh 
<laughs> they, def- they, they, they definitely have that going for them. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Though, I was all in also, speaking of the NFC East, I was all in on Washington over eight wins. But I took a look at their and it is tough. So I'm staying away. But I think Washington will be better. They might win that division. That could be a good bet. You know, Washington yeah. win the division. But their schedule is tough, man, with the Chiefs, Packers. Um, they have another top team that they got to play, too. It's just like. I mean, they could start out two, two and five, you know. So I was all in on that. My buddy, uh, the great Meeks, one of my Vegas uh, professional gamblers, he's like, he mentioned that to me to stay away. So I'm staying away. So. I mean, you got you're not believing in the Fitz magic. I mean, I am. I like them. I think they're going to be good, great yeah. defense, but that schedule's tough, man. I mean, that's they can yeah. throw it out two I, and five, and then it's like, what do you do then, you know? Nah, man. Washington's winning the division. They're, uh, I think they're good for 10, Joey. So, wow. But, Have you seen their schedule, though? It's tough. It, it's, it's tough, but you know what? They got a championship caliber defense. They got some offensive weapons. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think he's going to be solid for them. So, you know, I, I think Washington is going to they're, they're, they're gonna surprise people this year. They'll have a very good offense. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm in with you on that for sure. I, I do think that too. I think they're going to win the division. Definitely. Um, that they could win it at eight and nine with that, with that crap. <laughs> what, what <won> it last <laughs> year? Did six and 10 win it last year or what? <laughs> no, no, no. Right? <laughs> I think six wins won it. Didn't oh yeah. 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 It, it could have been. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so. All right. Well, there you have it. There's uh, Joey's NFL future bets. So great stuff as always. Um, so now that we're getting close to the end of the show, you might need a doctor. So ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a very special edition of Doc's Locks. Well, we're going to keep it simple. Uh, Obviously, we've got a few weeks till the games kick off, so we're going to give you four playoff locks. We're going to make a huge prediction here of who the four teams are that will squeeze into the national championship playoffs. Um, Again, like I said, really excited we finally get this season going. Uh, But I'm going to start you off with a couple stunners. The the consistent teams of Alabama and Clemson are not going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, I believe you're going to see an Alabama fall off, not like not like LSU uh, last year, which completely went to crap in one year. Uh, but they're not going to be the team in the SEC. And Clemson is not going to win the ACC championship this year. Huge shock uh, in, in what's going to happen there. So I'll tell you who the four teams are. Number one, pretty consistent, Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, uh, Heisman Trophy, um, hopeful, uh, and more than likely the finalist and, and winner of the Heisman Trophy. I see Oklahoma coming out, just running wild through their division. They get in. Uh, Number two, uh, Ohio State. Um, I think that there's just really no competition in their division, and I think they're going to run through it, win their conference, and and they're in. So I've got those two. Those are pretty pretty consistent teams. Uh, Most preseason publications have them like three and four. The team that is going to lock it in and, and win the national championship this year, here's your surprise, Georgia. And let me tell you why. Obviously, I'm a homer. It's pretty pretty basic. But I've also been one to pick Florida in the past to beat Georgia. So if you look back over our program, I've been pretty consistent uh, and fair about the dogs. And I'll tell you the difference this year is very simple. It's JT Daniels and Todd Monken. 
Todd Monk and his offensive coordinator showed changes last year that unfortunately we didn't have the personnel to, uh, to deliver. Uh, but if you go back to last year uh, and you recall a, uh, a five foot two Hobbit playing quarterback, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the mailman delivered, but and I love the kid Stetson Bennett, but he just, he, Stetson was not the, the kind of quarterback that's going to get you to a national championship, but he played one heck of some great games against Alabama. He had Alabama on the ropes to the fourth quarter. Let's not forget that. George is one of the few teams that actually led Alabama going to the fourth quarter. So uh, he played that and he had a, uh, he had Georgia up 14, nothing over, uh, over Florida before he got knocked out of the game on a cheap shot. So Todd Monken's proven that he can call the right plays and they finally have a guy, JT Daniels, the last four games of the season came in and was lights out. So JT is the man. Uh, he's done all the work in the, in the, in the offseason. They obviously have a Kirby Smart defense, which is going to be top three three in the country. Uh, so I think this is the year Georgia gets it done. Um, but here's your, here's your shocker. You want the shocker? You know who the fourth-ranked team is uh, that I have in the playoffs? It's going to come in, in in the four seed and, uh, and win the ACC. We're going to call it a Milton Miracle. Mackenzie Milton leading Florida State University in the greatest wow. story of, of this entire year. We're talking about a team that's plus twenty thousand when it comes to odds to win the national championship. Now, wow. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna win the Natty. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> they had some key additions on both defense and offense and transfers. And I think Mackenzie Milton uh, gives them the spark they need. Again, all he's got to do is win the ACC. And they proved last year that even without McKenzie Milton, they could take down almost anybody and play with anybody except Clemson. The difference this year with Clemson, DJ Uilele is not Trevor Lawrence. DJ Uilele and Clemson lost to Notre Dame last year. Let's not forget that. So Clemson goes down this year. Florida State wins the ACC, squeezes in as a four seed. You want to you put, put a couple hundred bucks on a team that uh, can turn around and, and, and change your life? Play around and put it on Florida State. Win the ACC. Wow. You heard it here first. So there you go. You got four locks. You got uh, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia to win it all, and uh, uh, Milton Miracle taking uh, taking Florida State on to uh, win the ACC and lock in the fourth playoff spot. There's your locks. Love it. Love it. Love it. Stack is hot. How do you how do you feel about Mackenzie Milton possibly for a Heisman then? I mean, if he, if he does that, I mean, if he make, takes a team to the Final Four, Ooh, ooh. you talk about even them, right? even really getting some really good odds because yeah. yeah yeah you know Spencer Rattler and uh, and JT Daniels those are those are two of your uh, your top you know Heisman uh, mm-hmm. as far as what the odds makers are, are giving them um, McKenzie I don't even know if I've seen him on a list so you're right though if if, if Florida State were to put up the numbers it's going to take to win the ACC yeah. and, and Milton can give us anything like he did at UCF a few years ago prior to his injury. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, hey, anything's possible, man. Anything's possible. <laughs> it's college what? football. That's what we love about it. It's always I'm gonna, stories. I'm going to take a drive to the sports book in just a short minute here and uh, <laughs> see if I can find some odds on that. Love it. Love it. All JT right. Daniels going to win the Heisman, though. Going to go put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Well, great, great stuff, Doc. That's that's great. Uh, you know, this this so great that it may end up, you know, on a bar stool one day. But uh, <laughs> uh, done, done taking shots. So, all yeah. right, guys. <laughs> well, there you have it. Uh, any closing thoughts before we get out of here? No, I'm just I'm shocked we didn't have any calls today. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of bummed out. The, actually, we we do have one um, 
Here we can actually get to that right now. Let me let me find it on here. Yeah, right. Oh goodness, we have a call. Yeah, we ha- we have a call. <laughs> good, good. Right. I was worried nobody cared about that's us this year. It, you know, that's it. All right, let's that hear. <laughs> let, let's hear what Gregory has to say. Hey yo, it's G Money calling from the outskirts of LaGuardia Airport, the no man's land of Astoria, Queens, New York, and. Uh, this anchor voice message feature only lets you go for about 60 seconds, so I'm going to speak pretty quickly. Guys, can't wait for season two of the Fantasy Football Schmucks podcast. The Doc giving me his college locks. The Buff Fat Joe picking the pro games. Hot Carl picking the fantasy football lineups. Uh, what I'm calling in about today is some advice from you guys about this Saturday, the 34th edition of WWE SummerSlam, live from Buff Fat Joe's new adopted city of Las Vegas, Nevada. And three matchups in particular I was hoping you guys could give me your opinion on. A little bit of a prohibitive favorite. we got minus 400. Roman Reigns is the favorite against John Cena. We've got, again, prohibitive favorite, five and a half to one. Bobby Lashley over Goldberg. Decent odds here. A little bit of value. Seth Rollins plus 225 dog against Edge. Let me let me hear what you guys got. Can't wait for the new season. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Cut him off. Cut him off. Oh, man. He, he, the man, the poor guy, even knew the one-minute limit. Jesus. <laughs> He talked very fast. It was almost like he was rapping. <laughs> All right. So we got, let's see, we got minus 400 Roman Reigns over Cena. Um, Doc, what do you think about those odds? Yeah. I mean, I mean first of all, SummerSlam's on a Saturday night, right? So the it whole is. thing's just thrown off, um, it, you know, potentially going up on the same weekend as a, a CM Punk coming to AEW. So it's lost some of its steam. Uh, John Cena coming back, obviously the the big story in this SummerSlam. But John Cena is a part time guy. He's he's proven uh, in his last couple outings. He's back to put other guys over. Uh, so I see Roman uh, taking this match. Yeah, I mean I, I see Roman taking it too. But I mean it would be interesting, you know, if they did pull a swerve. You know, Ric Flair left the company. You know, he's going to show up on TNT soon. Um, what if they gave, you know, Cena the uh, the record-breaking uh, Ooh, championship 17. win? Yeah, they give him the record-breaking championship. And, uh, I mean, Cena, you know, he said he wants to kind of stick around a little bit. You know, I mean, yeah, he's going to be part-time. But I don't, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, Roman's probably going to win. But, you know, there, it'd be funny if they did a swerve. <laughs> who, who has the uh, the uh, money in the bank briefcase right now? Big E had it stolen, right? Corbin have it? Oh man, I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know what that. How that's someone. Someone. Go, yeah, Cor- Corbin did steal it. I could. I could almost see. Uh, I could almost see that that trying to be cashed. Ah, let's stay away from all that. Um, yeah, I think. I think you. Honestly, I. St- I, I stay away from the minus four hundred. Uh, I think. Yeah. I don't think there's enough upside in picking no. Roman. Um, I. You know what? You. You might put a little bit down on Cena, like you said. I think there's enough that, that a potential upset there. Give him a seventeenth reign and uh, an overshadow. Uh, Flair now that Flair is no longer with the uh, WWE. Yeah, and uh, give give some big press news coming out of uh, SummerSlam, coming from the uh, Friday night in Chicago. You followed up with uh, John Cena's 17th title win, kind of flush out a little bit of that noise maybe. Ooh, yeah, good call. Yeah, so, all right, and then we got Bobby Lashley, 5-1 to one over Goldberg. <laughs> oh, jeez. <sighs> oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. Um, Bill's not going over. <laughs> no, I, I don't. Goldberg. Yeah, I think I think I don't see how Bill go. I don't. But you know what? 
it is WWE creative <laughs> and uh, anything's possible, but I take Lashley. Yeah. And actually the more I look at it, I mean, you're going to have both part-time guys come back and lose in the same night. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, might, I might put some money on Cena. <laughs> well, you know, just gonna, if you're going to pick one of those guys to win, you got to go with Cena. There's no yeah. way Goldberg beats uh, Lashley. Um, I say that, and then we're going to turn around and have Goldberg with another title reign. Yeah, rock fools, <laughs> rock fools, man. But you know what? Maybe they do have uh, Cena win, and then they do a little mini feud, and then Roman finally gets the uh, the championship back at Survivor Series, something like that. But and then uh, the last one we got Seth Rollins minus two twenty five over Edge. Um, yeah, I mean, you got to put the young guy over. But I mean, again, looking at that, you know, you got three part time guys. You know, one one of them has to go over. Not all three part-time guys are going to do the job. So, um, yeah, I'm not invested in that match too heavily. What do you think, Doc? Yeah, same here. I mean, my problem with, with this whole angle is I think they've ruined Seth Rollins. Um, the, whole, <laughs> the whole drip outfits and everything else. Um, to me, Seth Rollins should be in that main event picture, um, and he should be the Seth Rollins that we saw uh, that turned on the shield. That's who we need. Unfortunately, we're not, they're not going to give that guy to us, so I'm going to take Edge beating Seth Rollins. Or Edge beating the millennial Seth Rollins? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to they're going to continue to bury Seth Rollins because it's WWE creative and I wouldn't expect anything different. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Joey, I know you don't keep up with the product, but you are going to be uh in the Mecca on uh well, actually no, you're going to New York, right? That's right. Yep. Ah, so you won't, you won't, you won't even be there for it. What are you doing? I'm I'm disappointed, man. I was gonna wear my Austin vest and pick up people, but uh, (laughs) my my mother got me a ticket to New York, and I said, "All right, I'll take it." (laughs) All right. Do you got anything you want to add on to SummerSlam? I know you don't watch the product. Uh, I like Edge. Edge to beat Rollins for sure. Yeah. All right. There you go. So (laughs) Edge, Edge to beat Rollins. Gregory, don't don't bet wrestling. Yeah, there's not enough upside. There was um, back at WrestleMania 29 when it was on, there was a I was able to do a uh, parlay, and actually, I was able to win a little bit of money doing the parlay. But you know, these single bets, you're not gonna it doesn't justify how much money you got to put on because I mean, come on, it's rigged. So, wait, what, <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? Don't ruin it for our listeners. <laughs> oh man check check out wrestling wednesday nights all right you'll, you'll see it's rigged anyways um it's botched that's what it is yeah. <laughs> oh boy so all right boys any closing thoughts before we shut this thing down well that's go ahead Joe. let's just let's go make those bets man place those bets i'm gonna put some on state why not a little mackenzie milton and uh let's have a good year man Yep, can't can't say it any better. Uh, I'm just glad it's finally here. You know, we're missing a uh, preseason game tonight, but uh, it means we're only two weeks away from the real season. So uh, let's get it going. It's gonna be a good one. Yeah, you got it. Let's get it going. So um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Fantasy Football Schmucks podcast. Follow us on Twitter at FF Schmucks at drive through underscore and at doc locks underscore and good luck to all you during fantasy football drafts. And we'll see you back here week one on the Fantasy Football Schmucks Podcast.
Let's go.